0: Okay, so, today is continuing with our uncomfortable feelings series. And what I've got noted down to talk to you today about is that uncomfortable feeling we call anxiety. want to be clear here, I am not going to be talking about anxiety disorders, by which I mean anxiety that might show up in a way that stops you from being able to function in terms of what your day-to-day life needs from you. I'm talking instead Well, I should clarify why I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that level of anxiety that is often diagnosable as a disorder. Because there are so many varied and complicated reasons for why anxiety disorders show up. And because a lot of what I'm talking today is about self-management. And when we are experiencing an anxiety disorder, we do I would always advise going to your doctor because there are there are treatments, there are physiological supports, there are medications that can soothe, take the edge off, stabilize. Um, our experience of anxiety so that we can then do the deeper, longer-term supportive work to understand where this is coming from and and manage um, our symptoms. But as you can imagine, that is a real case-by-case, person-by-person experience and treatment plan and treatment journey So I don't feel it would be helpful for us to talk about anxiety with that context in mind. That's a real talk to your therapist, talk to your doctor situation. What I'm talking instead today about is more generalised, um and less life inhibiting but certainly life affecting experiences of anxiety i'm talking about the emotion of feeling anxious what do i want to say about this Feeling anxious is something that a lot of us seem to feel anxious about. It's not uncommon for us to feel anxiety about a social situation, for instance, and then to worry about feeling anxiety or to feel anxiety about feeling anxiety. And I suppose what I want to do is debunk the notion that some of us may carry with us, that if we are feeling anxious, that's somehow indicative that we're doing it wrong, that we're not functioning properly, that the presence of anxiety is in and of itself a dysfunction. It's not uncommon for me to hear people achieve a goal or a behavior or a conversation that they've been really wanting to achieve in their lives and kind of go I did the thing and I feel terrible and I'm ruminating about it and I'm I'm checking and double checking what I said or what I wrote, and I can't get it out of my head, and I'm, I'm just worried about it. You know, what's wrong with me? This is something I, I wanted, I think. what What's going on? And it's a not uncommon thing for us to approach anxiety as if it's totally irrational, as if we can maybe... Reason it out of existence. I'm just being silly. I'm overreacting. I don't need to feel this way. And funnily enough, that often just doesn't really help. We can sometimes distract ourselves from it or shame ourselves out of expressions of it, but the anxiety remains. And it seems to me that an alternative approach that I have found very helpful is to instead take it seriously. By which I mean treating yourself as it make as if it makes complete sense for you to be anxious right now. This is not the same thing as feeding the anxiety or escalating it. When we Treat ourselves as if we make sense to be anxious. We're not saying, so all of my consequent fears are likely to happen. We're just saying, of course I'm anxious about this. If we go to a job interview, it is natural to be anxious about it. We have a vested interest in it going well, we're trying to impress people. Telling ourselves we shouldn't feel anxious about it is just adding another thing onto our plate. Instead, we can affirm ourselves, we can say, of course I'm feeling anxious, I really, really want this to go well. That's not the same thing as saying, of course I'm feeling anxious, it is very likely to go badly and I don't know what the hell I think I'm doing. two very different approaches, we can affirm our emotional anxiety without following it as if it is some some promise for how the future is going to go. It's not telling our fortunes, it's just telling us how we're feeling. And again, this is where I'm going to come to with any of our emotions is its data. It's information about who we are and what we care about. So if I'm anxious in a social situation, of course I'm anxious. It makes complete sense for me to be anxious because there's going to be something in my story that makes social situations hard for me. I'm doing a hard thing. Of course I'm going to feel it. And then we can affirm why we're doing it anyway. Or we can give ourselves permission to get out. But our anxiety in and of itself makes sense. Another time anxiety can show up is as a kind of kickback against whatever change we're trying to instigate in our lives. If I'm trying to set better boundaries with people, my anxiety is going to go up because I am countering years of narrative that tell me that to be a nice, good person, I must give people what they want. So my brain thinks I'm self-destructing if I do something different. My brain wants me to continue being that version of nice that doesn't have boundaries. So that anxiety feeling is a kind of automatic kickback instinct to try and get me back onto the right path as my history sees it, as my longest running script sees it. So I am breaking all of the rules when I start to set boundaries. And my body and my mind and my gut are going to feel like the world is ending because I am breaking it. In those moments where we feel anxiety about saying no or asserting boundaries or even just saying what we want to happen, to be able to expect anxiety is a natural part of the process of internal disruption. Disruption we are choosing. Disruption we are in control of but nevertheless it is disruption and we're going to feel it and it's uncomfortable. But if we can somehow give ourselves permission to consider discomfort and anxiety as not an inherent sign that we're doing it wrong then all sorts of possibilities open up to us. Our resilience and our tolerance for discomfort increase when we don't conflate it with failure people who are living with chronic illness i think will know something of what i'm talking of here there comes a point and i suppose the best thing perhaps is to speak of my own experience here so i have hypermobility syndrome or or ehlers danlos syndrome eds and the version of it that i have means that um, the collagen levels in my body um have weakened my tissues in a way that means that my body and my muscles have to work super hard to kind of stay upright, right? They're kind of really working hard to hold all of my joints in place, which can create aches and pains, occasionally quite serious pain. Now, our bodies and our minds have come to learn for survival techniques that pain is bad pain needs instant attending to pain might mean a wound or a break and if we don't deal with it it will get worse and could compromise even our life right so we're working on a very basic instinctual life-saving kind of operation here so pain is the signal that immediate intervention is required when you're living with a chronic condition of which pain is a regular feature, you have to learn. And a critical part of mental health around chronic illness is to learn to reframe pain as not life-threatening, but as just simply present. If I was to leap into a my-life-is-in-danger state, of anxiety every time my hips or my knees or my ankles or my hands hurt, I wouldn't be able to function at all. And I would be living with such chronic stress that it would be deeply debilitating. It would also be the kind of stress that wouldn't get me anywhere. The the good kind of stress, right, initiates a helpful intervention, but ultimately with something like EDS, it's about management the pain isn't actually an indicator of deterioration, it isn't actually an indication that I need immediate intervention necessarily, apart from perhaps shifting the position that I'm in or taking some painkillers. So in my situation, to jump to attention and treat that anxiety um, as, as an indicator that I'm falling apart would be deeply unhelpful. Similarly with our anxiety, when we are doing difficult things, it's not helpful to lean into that sense of um, the presence of anxiety must mean I'm doing it wrong. It might just mean you're doing a hard thing or it might just mean that you're living in a state of personal growth. It's just there and it makes sense that it's there and that in itself can reduce our anxiety i don't need to fear pain in my body and i don't need to fear anxiety it's just there trying to clue me in to what's happening and help me notice that i'm doing a hard thing it might be there to help me figure out that maybe there's something i need to do to help myself make the situation easier for example i have a fair amount of anxiety around driving particularly new places and it's not even just the driving it's the where will i park when i get there thing i am not the quickest of processes so kind of doing a quick scan and how how where are the spaces and how do these roads work is not my forte and i feel a lot of anxiety around getting it wrong so When that anxiety shows up, I can criticise myself for not being a proper grown-up, which trust me, I've been there, or I can go, okay, there are routes other people say are quicker, but what would be the best route and most familiar, easy route for me? Okay, I'm going to prioritise that one. There are places to park nearer the venue I'm trying to get to that people say are best. However, I do better with a proper car park, and I'd actually be happier walking a little bit further to have less stress around parking. So that anxiety for me becomes an invitation to make my life a little bit easier. If I ignore it, I just escalate it. If I tell myself I shouldn't have it, I escalate it. If I feel anxiety when I'm Dealing with a friendship or family conflict in a new way, I could actually use that as an opportunity to congratulate myself for doing it in a new way. Oh, look, I'm anxious about this. That probably means I'm doing it differently. And I'm asserting myself, I'm advocating for myself, and that's new and it's uncomfortable. Well done, me. That's a whole different relationship to anxiety and stress. I'm wondering how any of this lands for you as you're listening to this. Are there times in your life that you can identify anxiety as being a kind of predictable presence in a way? Can you welcome yourself in those moments? Can you allow yourself to find it hard? And can you allow yourself To find it hard and yet still be doing the hard thing well. I don't think we need to aim for a life with zero anxiety. But I think we can aim for a life where anxiety doesn't freak us out. Because we learn to... Understand what it's trying to achieve for us in the moment. We can understand that it's the necessary byproduct of change. That there will be something, even if we can't understand it immediately, that there will be something about the current situation that is triggering something from our story, our past chapters, where even if it doesn't Makes sense in quotation marks for us to be worried or anxious about it in the present. There was a time in our lives where it made a lot of sense to be on guard or anxious or worried or scared. And something is triggering a reminder of that. So our bodies are just being high vigilant and careful because it loves us and it was trying to keep us safe. And part of managing that anxiety is really giving credence for why in the past it made sense to be so scared. If we can really validate that fear in the past as being a totally understandable and rational reaction, somehow I find it leaks less into the present. But very often when it was happening in our past, we were so busy surviving or being invalidated that we couldn't feel the full weight of our anxiety in that moment. And so our bodies are playing catch up and finding triggers in the present and, and it keeps coming up and it keeps coming up. I hope some of this makes sense. Anxiety is not a comfortable feeling. But I suppose what I'm inviting us to consider is that it isn't the enemy and it isn't a sign of failure. It might, in fact, be the most validating feeling we could have that we are, in fact, growing and doing hard things. Maybe it's an invitation to celebrate that growth. To understand our stories better.